0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for thank you to anyone who just pressed that play button. Thank you for joining us on our very first session of I Am Speaks. I hope you enjoy yourself while you're here. Here and I am so excited to talk to you about the word, the word of God. But before we get started, may I pray with you, please? Thank you. Amazing, awesome, wonderful God. Thank you for today. Thank you for my sister and brother who is listening. Touch their hearts and minds. God, you know what they stand in need of individually and collectively. Open our ears, minds, and hearts. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we're going to talk about the word different and what being different really means. The word different is an adjective. According to Google, it means not the same as another or each other. Unlike in nature, formal quality. So guess what? You and I are different. Everyone listening to this podcast is different. We all are different ages with different birthdays, different hair colors, different hairstyles, different parents, different schools, different friends. You get the point, right? We are all different. Isn't it crazy that God made all of us in his image? Yeah, we all look completely different. Some of us are tall. Some of us wish we were, some of us are small, some of us are a little larger, some of us have freckles and dimples, and others do not. But yet we are all made in the image of God, which makes me wonder, was God talking about our physical appearance? But that's for another topic. So here we all are, very different, but gathered on this podcast. So what about different and being different, um, do I have to say? that it's okay to be different. I often hear the phrase, it's okay to be different. That's why they make chocolate and vanilla ice cream. I don't know about you, but I don't want all of us to be the same, dressing alike, looking alike, doing the same thing. It's okay to be an original of yourself. And guess what? If you don't like yourself, you can change. Change is hard and it takes time, but I believe you can do anything you set your mind to, Don't you know you're a child of God, fearfully and wonderfully made? I can remember growing up, none of my friends went to church and I was dragged. I was forced, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, often explaining, I can't do Saturday night sleepovers because I got to go to church in the morning. And if you plan to sleep over at my house, you better bring your church clothes with you and don't even getting me started with Saturday mornings and YPD meetings. I was different and my real friends respected that. I was the one who bowed my head at lunch before we ate. And your difference is what makes you unique. It is what makes you special. I can remember in high school so wanting to fit in that I often hid the true Danielle, hoping no one could find her. But almost 10 years later, I regret ever trying to hide the real me. I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am wonderful. And so are you. It's okay not to fit the mold. The told it. She was 15, 15 when she chose not to sit at the back of the bus. She was the first woman to be detained for her persistent resistance. What about Bessie Coleman? Despite being the first licensed black pilot in the world, Coleman wasn't recognized as a pioneer av- aviation, in aviation until after her death. And Robert Abbott, in 1905, Abbott founded the Chicago Defender Weekly newspaper. Without Abbott's creative vision, many of the black publications of today, such as Ebony, Essence, Black Enterprise, and Upscale wouldn't exist. You get it, I hope you do at least. They did things that were impossible, unimaginable to some. And a hundred years later, it has paved the way for you and me. Today, we talk about someone in scripture who was also different. I would dare not read the entire text, but I will skip around some, starting in the book of Numbers, chapter 13. God spoke to Moses, send me to sky out the country of Canaan that I am giving to the people of Israel. Send one man from each ancestral tribe, each one a a tribe and true leader in the tribe. So Moses sent them off from the wilderness of Paran at the command of God. All of them were leaders in Israel, one from each tribe. Their names were, several names were listed, but for the sake of argument, from Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunneh. Verse 17 goes on to say, when Moses sent them off to scout out Canaan, he said, go through the Negev and then into the hill country. Look the land over. See what is it like. Assess the people. Are they strong or weak? Are they few or many? Observe the land. Is it pleasant or harsh? Describe the towns where they live. Are they open camps or fortified with walls? And the soils, is it fertile or barren? or their force, and tried to bring back a sample of the produce that grows there. This is the season for the first ripe grapes. With that, they were on their way. And when they returned, they presented themselves before Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation of people in Israel, in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They reported to the whole congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told the story of their trip. We went to the land to which you sent us, and oh, it does flow with milk and honey. Just look at this fruit. The only thing is that the people who live there are fierce. Their cities are huge and well fortified. Worse yet, we saw descendants of the giant Aenid. Caleb interrupted, called for the silence before Moses and said, let's go up and take the land now. We can do it. But the others said, we can't attack those people. They're way stronger than we are. They spread scary rumors about the people of Israel, they said. We scattered out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows people whole. Everybody we saw was huge. And they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. The whole community was in an uproar, wailing all night long. All the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The entire community was in on it. Why didn't we die in Egypt or in this wilderness? Why has God brought us to this country to kill us? Our wives and our children are about to become plunder. Why don't we just head back to Egypt and right now? So they were all saying it to one another. Let's pick a new leader. Let's head back to Egypt. Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in front of the entire community, gathered in emergency session. Joshua and Caleb, members of the scouting party, ripped their clothes and addressed the the assembled people of Israel. The land we walked through and scouted out is a very good land, very good indeed. If God is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land that flows, as they say, with milk and honey, and he'll give it to us. Just don't rubble against God and don't be afraid of those people. Why? We'll have them for lunch. They have no protection and God is on our side. Don't be afraid of them. And if we just skip down to verse 24 really quickly, but my servant Caleb, this is a different story. He has a different spirit. He follows me passionately. I'll bring him into the land that he scouted, and his children will inherit. So what is this text saying? Moses, Israel, Caleb, the wilderness, the Israelites. I'm I'm confused. What what are you talking about? It was not a happy moment. God was ticked. God had announced that the promised land had been given to the Hebrews. All they had to do was go in and possess it. And Moses bidding 12 spies entered the land and traveled some 500 miles over a port period of 40 days. They then returned declaring that though the land flowed with milk and honey, giants were there. We are not able to go up against these people for they are stronger than we are, said some of them. We are not able, is the cry to, um, of unbelief. 10 of the 12 spies looked at the people of the land and saw giants. They look at the Canaanite cities and saw high walls and locked gates. And they looked at themselves and they saw themselves as grasshoppers. Grumbling against Moses. They got, up, they got up a back to Egypt committee. Giving God's advocacy for them in Egypt with all the plagues he sent on Pharaoh. And the miraculous care of the nation in the wilderness. So that the people observed the faithfulness of God. Their unwillingness to trust God brought wrath and judgment. None of the men who see my glory and my signs will see the land that I swore to, for, to give their, to their fathers. God made two exceptions, Joshua and Caleb. Caleb reasoned with the people. We are not to fear the enemy nations living there, for that would be to rebel against God. Because God is with us, those people are bred for us. Their protection is removed. For that kind of implicit trust, God said of Caleb, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me wholeheartedly, I will bring into the land which we which, which he went into previously. The word wholeheartedly means in Hebrew, to throw your heart as something so that your life follows it. Caleb believed the promises of God. He looked at this challenge through the promises of God. No. The following insights are to be gleaned, just a little small, little gleaning from Caleb's life. Caleb did not have a grasshopper me- the- um- the- a mentality, theology, however you want to put it. If we're going to serve God, we've got to see ourselves properly. Those who gave the majority report said, we sing to ourselves like grasshoppers and they see us the same way. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? It was immensely a demoralizing thing. They looked at their problem largely through the eyes of how they looked at themselves, seeing themselves as weak and insignificant like grasshoppers. It distorted their view of things. It overthrew their confidence in God. But Caleb did not see himself as a grab hopper. He saw those enemy nations as already defeated without protection, he said. They are bread for us. That's Hebrew slang, which means we can eat them up. We got this. We gonna take over. They ain't nothing. What made Caleb so unique is that he looked at the challenge through the promises of God, who had overtly declared he was going to give the land to Egypt. Our lives will be much different if we will look at our challenges through the promises of God. So I ask you today, What battles are in front of you today? What is standing in your way? What has you thinking that you're just a measly grasshopper? Caleb was also a man who finished well. After a period of over 40 years, the Israelites began to take the land. Caleb and Joshua led in those campaigns. Then there came a great moment. Caleb, now 85 years young, says, I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me to spy out the land. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. Then Caleb looked up towards Hebron and said, give me this country. Though giants still live there, Caleb cleaned house and showed no mercy. He faced the king-sized conflict and prevailed. He was unrelenting and tough as nails. The writer of Hebrews says, we are not of those that shrink back. At the end, Caleb was still obeying God as he did at first. And that, my friend, is the secret of finishing well. He looked at his challenges through God's promises. And it's still the secret today to finish well. God has promised you things, young people, us things, young people. And and, and he's going to do it, but we got to step up to the plate. We got to trust him. So I ask today, how can we, how can you, how can I be more like Caleb? Even in a global pandemic, virtual learning, mask wearing, social unrest, I need all my Caleb's to step forth, it's your time. As followers of Christ, we are not called to look or act weird, but we are all called to rise above the norm and live a life that glorifies Christ. Others may not like it or even understand it, but when we are determined to live our lives for God, we will be different. In what ways should this calling play out in your life? In what way should people see the Christ in you? Caleb isn't often discussed, but who he was and his character is essential. I want you always to remember There's some Caleb inside of each and every one of us. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed and you got something from this. I will be here next time, same place, same time. But wait, before you go, can we pray just one last time? God, allow us to be more like Caleb in our everyday life. Amen. Thank you for stopping by. I can't wait until next time.